0: Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here are your hosts, Casey Valier and former Colts wide receiver, Bill Brooks. A Welcome into Know Your Foe on Colts.com. I am your host, Casey Valier, and I'm joined, as always, by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. Week two is here. And the opponent is another AFC Divisional Road game as the Colts are on the road in Jacksonville taking on the Jaguars. And to get us up to date on the Jags is Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jags for ESPN. Mike, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. How are we? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing Can't well. complain here. I mean, we're, we're we're all a little little flustered on how we how we take from the Week 1 tie. So we're trying to figure out the words to use and all that, but another game comes this Sunday.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting division uh looking at it after the first <laughs> week to say the least. Uh O and 1 and twice and O and 1 twice. So uh maybe someone can take command with a win <laughs> on Sunday.
0: <laughs> That's what we're thinking around here. Hopefully, you know, for for this side, hopefully we take command. I'm sure you're feeling the same way on your end. Now, one of the things I want to dive into is the the current makeup of this roster. We know last year for Trevor Lawrence he wasn't really put in the best situation. You had the Urban Meyer experiment that you know didn't really didn't really take off. So his last year was maybe not maybe not in in grand scheme of things, but a bit of a wash kind of in my ways. Um, now you look at the team now. You've got Doug Peterson, kind of a guy who was a quarterback whisperer in a way. How have you seen the growth from you know year one to year two? I know it's very early, but in Trevor Lawrence this year.
1: Well, he's more comfortable um, and confident in the offense, uh, which is pretty. It was pretty evident to see that when he first got on the field in uh, OTAs. Uh, you just see that's that's it was visible out there on the field when he was in, a, you know, in the pocket and moving around there. So that's a, a huge positive, um, you know. And, and he's got better playmakers, so obviously that makes you a little bit more confident as a quarterback. Uh, especially if you've got guys that you know are going to be running the routes that they're supposed to and be in the spots that they're supposed to when you need them to be there, um, which was an issue uh, at times last year. So, you know, he's still got some issues. He's got to work through the consistency, um, the willingness to, uh, to, to to take a sack instead of trying to extend a play and putting yourself in a turnover at risk. Um, you know, missing some easy throws that he needs to make. But overall, you can see a difference in him. He looks a lot more like he did um, that final game of the season against the Colts last year. That was the best he played all year. And, you know, I think that's kind of where he sort of is right now. Um, he just needs to be a little bit more consistent.
2: Now, Mike, I want to stay with talking about young players. Last year, James Robinson and Travis ATN did not have a chance to play together due to injuries. This year, they are healthy and have had one game. This new Doug Peterson offense. How do you see these two running backs being utilized in this offense this season?
1: Um, well, it's interesting to be. They still haven't played a game together, kind of technically, because neither one of them they, they, they've not been on the field at the same time. Right. Which Correct. I found a little bit unusual. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought they would be at times last year. Um, I just found that as a, you know, as a kind of a quirky thing. But uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't sure what they were going to get out of James Robinson last week. He had on anything in camp, you know, his individual stuff and, you know, just one week of team stuff and no no appearances in the games, and he was fine, looked great. Um, It's going to be interesting how they mix them, because that's going to I think be an evolving thing. Like, we'll see some some snaps with them on the field at the same time coming this week, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, the Etienne's obviously the explosive guy, and he's got chance to. You get him the ball in space, and, and he's got a chance to take it to the house, which is something that this offense really has been missing for a while. Um, so, you know, I would expect them to get him more heavily involved in the pass game uh, than James Robinson is. Um, but the thing of it is, too, is is Travis Etienne is is not a small back. I mean, he's two hundred plus pounds, right. And he handled that stuff between the tackles all throughout camp. Uh, And in the preseason, when Robinson wasn't participating quite well, I mean, and he ran, you know, pretty hard on the goal line during camp and red zone drills and stuff like that. So I was a little surprised that they were willing to put him in there like that. But you know, that's kind of the skill set he gives you. He gives you a little bit of everything with with the addition of the speed. So, um, but you know, the thing about it is, you know, James Robinson is a very, very, very good pass protector for running back. So that's something that has to factor in as well. But you know, they're going to try and create that matchup. You know, if they can get ETN on the field and isolated against a linebacker, I think that's kind of what they would love, and that's where I think Trevor Lawrence will go with the ball. But, uh, you know, they need to kind of calm things down on offense uh, and eliminate some of the mistakes and the, and the 13 penalties and the procedural penalties and the, you know, the turnovers and, and just kind of calm things down a little bit on offense and kind of, control the game a little bit more and I think that's more of a James Robinson kind of role. So however they feel like they can mix and match those guys to get the best matchup while at the same time keep the game sort of calm, that's what they're going to do.
2: Yeah. Now I want to stay with the offense here. Now this past offseason the Jaguars went out and made significant signings at the wide receiver position in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones to join veteran wideout Marvin Jones. How has this trio of wideouts meshed with Trevor Lawrence?
1: Well, it's been, you know, a huge boon for Trevor. I mean, it, it's much better weapons than he had last year. Is that group an elite group? No, but it's a significant stand, uh step up from what he had last year. And Christian Kirk is going to be the number one. I don't think there's any question. He had over 100 yards receiving last week. And, um, you know, that's the guy that he's going to target the most. He's a slot guy that they can move around a little bit, create some matchups there, uh, create some space for him to to really kind of get going and you know they hit him on a deep throw last week too which is something that you know we were wondering how who's going to be that guy that they can get down the field to thought it would be more zay jones but they sprung kirk down the field for a deep throw too so marvin jones is the guy that he probably trusts the most because obviously he spent a a, a year with him last year so if he if it gets to the point where it's a a key third down uh, i wouldn't be surprised if he's looking for marvin first uh, over all those other guys. But, uh, you know, Zay Jones was great at the second part of camp, the last part of camp, and, uh, you know, really made some plays down the field. And, you know, it gives him options. You know, last year it was it was Marvin Jones and then LaVisca Chenault who was running wrong routes and, you know, dropping passes. I think he was tied for second yeah. in the NFL yeah. and dropped passes last year. So there wasn't anything reliable after Marvin Jones. Now you've got two other guys – that are really reliable at wide receiver. And that as a quarterback, that makes you feel so much more comfortable because, you know, if one isn't open, I can go to my second read, and if he's not there, I can go to my third read. Whereas last year, it was if, if Marvin's not open, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. So it's certainly helped him. you know, And that's what you want to do with a young quarterback is give him as much help as you can.
0: We're talking with Mike DeRock, who covers the Jags for ESPN. I want to flip over the defensive side of the ball. We're, we've talked about a, a lot of young guys, and that's kind of the MO on the defensive side of the ball. With the first overall pick, they took Trayvon Walker. and his debut, he looked pretty good. I, that that interception, the presence of mind, to, that, that was incredible to me. How would you assess the debut and then also what we saw through camp in, in the first overall pick?
1: Yeah, he's raw as a pass rusher, which, uh, you know, that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. He didn't play that outside linebacker position at, at Georgia. He was more of an interior guy on the defensive line. So, um, you know, that was the expected. But he is long and athletic and strong and quick off the ball. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, the the, the awareness on that play. To me, that was the most impressive thing that he he did last week. Right. You know, with young pass rushers, man, it's 900 miles an hour. Go get the quarterback. Get 100%, the quarterback. yeah. That single-minded thing, just get the quarterback. But he had the awareness enough to see out of the corner of his eye, Gibson slide over, and then stop, kind of move over that way, and then make a pretty darn good catch, too, by the way, uh, reaching out and extending. So, had also had a sack. Um, you want to see some more big plays um, out of him like that. And, and he said that after the game, hey, I'm the number one overall pick. I, those are the kind of plays I'm supposed to make, and, and I need to make more of them. But, um, you know, it's going to be he, – he won't be a finished product for another, you know, year or two maybe. But when you see all this, and that was just his first NFL game, you've got to kind of think, okay, maybe the Jags nailed this one, and when this guy kind of really does figure it out, it, he could be a massive problem for, for teams.
0: Now, how important of his growth is it going to be having Josh Allen on the other side, a guy who's kind of a bona fide pass rusher?
1: Yeah, and, and, a, and a really good, you know, veteran guy to model yourself. Um, right uh, out, you know again uh, after excuse me uh for Trayvon Walker and that's kind of what has happened I mean Walker's kind of been everywhere that that Josh Allen has been and they're working together after practice working together before practice um and and that's a benefit to Josh Allen too because to be honest with you the better Trayvon Walker is the more room he should have to operate 100% you yeah. have to worry about both of those guys then you should be able to to feast off that a little bit if you're Josh Allen but uh you know, and, and this is a big year for Josh Allen. I mean, they picked up the fifth-year option, but he's playing for for a contract extension. So, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 sacks would be sort of where you're you're hoping you could be by the end of the season if you're Josh Allen. And uh, after putting on the tape week one, teams might start paying attention uh, a little bit more to Trayvon Walker. So, you know, that should free up Josh Allen. Hopefully, uh, at least that's what the Jags hope anyway.
2: Now, as mentioned. Trayvon Walker had a good start to his NFL career last week, and the Jaguars' other first round pick, Devin Lloyd, led the team in tackles against the Commanders. What has been the impression of Lloyd up to this point?
1: Well, he missed almost all of camp, too. He had a a hamstring injury. So um, his first action was in the the final preseason game against the Falcons, And, and he was sort of just kind of everywhere. He's a high energy guy, he's an athletic guy, can really run. Um, and I think what you saw in the first game here was a little bit of over eagerness, a little bit of over pursuit, um, a little bit of you know the game coming and hitting you smack in the face really quick because you you know you guys know it's a little bit of a different speed in the preseason yes. that it is in, <laughs> in the regular season. Yes, it so is. That, you know, was probably a smack in the face for him a little bit, but he recovered, um, and you just want to see um, you know they want to see his athleticism let him go make plays because he can play on the edge if they need him to and rush the passer at times. Um, but he is very, very active. He can cover backs. That's you know They kind of really just want to turn him loose and let him make some plays. And it's just going to take a while before he gets really comfortable. Um, but there were a couple of plays last week where he got juked out of his shorts. And, you know, that's the over-eagerness of a young player not being in control and not being – Completely broken down and not being in the right spot exactly at the moment that he's supposed to, Uh, but they're really excited about this kid. And it's funny because you know everyone always talks about Trayvon Walker and he's like the forgotten first round pick. (laughs) Devin Lloyd is. I mean, he's twenty seventh overall. They traded to get him, so they obviously loved him. But he's sort of a forgotten guy. But uh, he's going to be a big part of that defense going forward.
2: Now, I'm going to go back to the back end of the defense here. Now, this is the second season for Tyson Campbell and Shaquille Griffin with the Jaguars in the first year with new defensive coordinator Mike Carwell, How have the two corners looked this training camp and after one week of the regular season?
1: Well, Campbell was arguably their best defensive player in camp. He was really good. Um, You know, and his issue last year at the beginning was, you know, locating the ball getting his head around and making a play on the ball. And he seemed to sort of put that in the past in camp. Uh, you know, he locked down Marvin Jones and at times Christian Kirk and, you know, had a, a couple interceptions in camp. He did a really, really good job. And this past week he had an interception as well. Uh, but, you know, he was the one on in coverage on the, the game-winning touchdown pass that the, the commanders threw. And he was right there. He was literally on the receiver's back. And if he just turns his head, it's at worst a pass breakup, an easy pass breakup for him. Um, and, you know, maybe even an interception to kind of seal the win for the, for the Jaguars, but the ball just kind of sailed right over his shoulder it Was a heck of a catch. Um, but it's been, you know, that kind of issue for him that's cropped up in the past. So you just want to, the Jaguars are trying to make sure that he gets better at that ball skill thing, which does take a little bit of time. And, and Shaq Griffin, Last week, not a great game. He got beat for two touchdown passes, including a 49-yarder, where he sort of let the receiver get some out the outside release down the sideline. They were playing cover two, and and the safety was a little bit too far inside. And, you know, he lost a step on the receiver, and, and, you know, it was a relatively easy throw and catch for Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin. So, you know... Griffin's thing last year was, I, I dropped too many interceptions. I gotta need, I gotta get better. I gotta make plays. I gotta make picks. Well, it would be helpful if he were in position to make those <laughs> plays first. That's the first thing you gotta do. And he had some issues with that last week, but, um, you know, can't afford that again this week.
0: There's always week one growing pains. I got a couple more things with you, Mike Docco who covers the jags for ESPN. I want to talk about I mentioned at the top you know we had the the, the urban Meyer experiment in two thousand twenty one What's the biggest difference you've seen with Doug Peterson at the helm this year?
1: Uh, it looks like an NFL franchise. <laughs> it looks the way it's supposed to look, and that sounds simplistic and that sounds like so what big deal, but it really is a big deal to be honest with you um. <laughs> You know, the guys know what's going on. There's experienced NFL coaches on the staff, guys that have played in the league, guys that have coached in the league. Doug Peterson isn't screaming at them, he's treating them like professional athletes. Hmm. The culture, and that's part of the culture that has changed. And, And multiple players have told us, you know, from the start of camp on that the culture here is totally different. And you know they're happy. Guys like coming to work now. I mean, that you, can you imagine when it's wow. hard to try and go win football games when you don't really want to be in the facility? And that's what they were dealing with last year. So, you know, even if they don't win more than six games, just the fact that it's a professional organization now and guys are starting to, guys are happy that 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 makes a world of difference. And at least it gives you a point to feel confident that there's going to be some growth because last year it was. It was just a mess, and there was no way that that team, if if Urban Meyer had remained in place, there was no way that that team was going to have much chance of growth, if at any, if at all, this year.
0: Well my final thing with it kind of draws right off that growth this team definitely has a lot of talent I don't know if necessarily it's this year where that all is going to come together but you know definitely definitely some talent there we talked about all the youth they have what are your expectations for you know maybe not a successful year but what would make this this year at least a positive look heading into 2023?
1: I think, you know, people have asked me what I think they're going to win, and, I, and I'll and i say six, seven games, and I still believe that. And, and believe it or not, that is significant progress for this franchise. Yeah. And, and even though they, they lost that game and blew a fourth-quarter lead against the Commanders, that that represented some significant progress because last year, if they were down 14-3 at half, that game would have ended up 28-10, and they would have got their touchdown with like 32 seconds left, a garbage touchdown. Uh-huh. You know they would not have clawed back and fought back from a, you know a uh, you know an eight point deficit and then taken the lead in the fourth quarter. Now they blew it absolutely, but at least they were in position to win the game. And that sounds weird to say, but you know this franchise has won four games in the last two years. It's just been awful. They were the worst team in the yeah. league, and it's not even close. So um, if they can get to six wins. Um, And they show some positive improvement offensively, and Trevor Lawrence kind of starts to take that next step, and you kind of look at him and go, okay, year three, this thing looks like it's going to take off. I think that's the best uh, thing that this franchise could hope for, and I think that's what fans would sit there and count a successful season.
0: Well, there you go. Mike DiRocco covers the Jaguars for ESPN. Mike, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Week 2 is here and the Colts are on the road for another divisional game as they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. Next week, the Colts have their home opener as they host the Kansas City Chiefs. And to get us up to speed on the Chiefs next week is going to be Blair Kirkhoff who covers the Chiefs for the Kansas City Star. But before that, the Colts travel to Jacksonville for a game this Sunday against the Jaguars and another AFC South showdown. For Bill Brooks, I'm Casey Valier. Thanks for listening to Know Your Foe right here on Colts.com. Go
2: Colts!